Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Taylor Glenn, and I'm a writer and comedian. I'm joined by screenwriter Hannah George. Hello. As well as author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. This is where beer meets breaking and entering, Prosecco meets perjury, and vodka meets vandalism. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime... The dress smelt like it had been worn by quite a few people. Okay. <laughs> I've got dresses okay. like that just in my house right now. <laughs> there were those two guys on like Dutch TV or something I've... who like had a piece of their ass surgically removed and they ate each other's ass. Oh my god. I do not know this. <laughs> so... You know what? We are untested, but officially we are not priests. There's going to be moments where we're all scared of each other on this particular episode, and that's okay. Now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Hello, and welcome to another remotely recorded episode of Drunk Women Solving Crime. It is my pleasure to introduce our fabulous guest for this episode is the multi-award winning writer, Tasha Denros! Yay! Yay, Tasha! Hi, Tasha. How are you? Very excited to be here, guys. I'm good. I'm good. I have a cat. I'm drunk. Um, Me too! That's about everything that's going on in my life, but, um, you know. The question on everyone's mind, Tasha, is have you ever been the victim of a crime? So, I'm not sure, because I don't know if this was a crime or not, 
But Ooh. I may have been kidnapped on the streets of Tokyo. What? But I'm not sure about it. I'm not Come I'm not on, certain. That's got to be more black and white than oh, was that a kidnapping? <laughs> We get this all the time. Was I kidnapped? Wasn't I kidnapped? Was okay. Some light kidnapping. We're going to need some details, madam. But yes, you have our attention. So I was in I was in Harajuku, which is like the cosplay crazy dressing up ah. area of Tokyo um, with my boyfriend. This is several years ago. And these two Japanese women approached us and said something in Japanese. And obviously we didn't speak Japanese. So we we're just like, Mm, that was what I exactly said. Mm. <laughs> um, the universal sound and, for okay, yeah. And I thought that was um, translators. So, Please don't kidnap me. <laughs> so they led me into a building, and um, they put me into a changing room, and then they put they changed my clothes, and they put me in what can only de- be described as like a goth bunny costume. And oh then wow. They took <laughs> And then they took pictures of me, and then they oh took the God. clothes away, and then we went. Okay. This is amazing. Was that a crime? Was that a kidnapping? Did they give you the pictures? <laughs> no, but they gave us a t-shirt. What was the t-shirt? Was it, was it you dressed up on the t-shirt? What was the t-shirt? No, no. Like, I, I can't, because we can't remember, but I was, like, scrolling through my boyfriend's old, um, Facebook post to like remind me of this story oh. that happened a few years ago and he mentioned that there was a t-shirt and I don't remember the t-shirt oh. but I'm taking his word for it okay I have no I haven't seen the t-shirt so maybe we weren't off well <laughs> maybe that was a lie all good kidnappers <laughs> maybe he got merch. paid a t-shirt and he was in on it I think that's right I think that's exactly what happened what did okay it sense? did it say oh. my friends got kidnapped in Japan and all I got was a <laughs> <lousy> t-shirt <laughs> so many questions what I love about it is that when you're immersed in another culture, the desire to be polite, at least for me, overrides a whole lot of sensibility. Like, I wouldn't have stopped them either. I would have been like, it's an honor to have this happen to me. <laughs> They've accepted me. Like, I'm in the back of a truck tied up. They've accepted me into their culture. So what's your gut feel? What the hell is this about? Like, what do you think? What do you think? I feel like I, I feel like it was some kind of tourism experience, like some kind of TripAdvisor thing, or like like if the okay. whole of Japan was like doing some sort of flash mob on me, and I just didn't quite get it. Right? Or did or, so wait, did you give them any money? No. Did no they money give you was any exchanged. money? And you no, weren't no, you weren't robbed or anything. Like you had all your belongings. No, and- yeah, yeah. I didn't sign a release form, so if there is footage of me somewhere, I don't know what that was for it's not gdpr compliant (laughs) and um did they even try and get it just made no sense no no nothing nothing was there makeup involved i really like these little details just because as soon as you say goth rabbit like there's dark makeup involved (laughs) are they like putting stuff on your face and no but to be fair like i have very dark hair and very pale skin so i do have the goth look down Oh, so on, like a ve- on a regular basis, that is just my standard. Yeah. So you were kind of asking for it. <laughs> I think that might be the problem. Right, it's definitely a lot of these cases end up with that, that conclusion. <laughs> that is so wild because again, I'm just I'm putting myself in your shoes, and I would just be politely smile. Like, do you guys think you would have put a stop to it, Hannah and Katie, or are you just there, like, oh, okay? What happened to your boyfriend? Did he get dressed up or? Good question. No, he just he just followed us into the building and then so he he got he i have a, i have a photo a single photo 
of me in the goth bunny outfit. So, because he was just stood there like, what's going on? Okay. So do you think like it was like a tourist thing whereby they, I don't know, do you think you're in a catalogue somewhere or... You know, where do you think those pictures ended up? I think there's some man with a basement. Let's be real, guys. There's some man with a basement with a collection of, like, British girls dressed up as a goth bunny. Yeah. It's his own private collection. You know, one day we're going to work out what this... this, this, Like, in 10 years' time on Drunk Women Solving Crime, someone's going to be like, this guy was found with a basement full of pictures of women in goth bunny outfits you have absolutely i think that's absolutely it because the thing that's boggling my mind is like if they didn't even ask you for money and no money was exchanged there's got to be money involved so they're getting paid to get you so they did their job and this is yeah this sounds like a fetish a really sweet one i have a theory (laughs) go on they get people in yeah like they grabbed tasha they do that bit and then like maybe you know Tasha had a man with her so she wasn't such a good mark so they were like no no not her but then maybe like someone else something darker could have happened or they would have been like hey what why don't we do another photo shoot or you know just something oh so really something more untoward it could be like the first step and then they evaluate how good you are you know how much of a victim you are and you're not a victim they were like oh we can't take her she's got so you I'm, know, protection or I don't know so I'm that woman on the news where they're like oh you went on a date with that guy a week before he murdered yes! that woman yes! I'm that girl <laughs> yeah. I've always wanted to be that girl <laughs> I love that in all of this though it's kind of like your boyfriend who did fuck all was the hero really <laughs> Just the presence of his penis saved me. <laughs> That's how I feel on a daily basis. <laughs> and, wow. I mean, I don't know, but it's a great way to start a short student film. <laughs> it is, actually. It, it really feels like half a sting, but we don't know what the other half of the sting is. Yeah, but that man in a basement with all of his little goth bunnies he's the other half of the sting he's the other half of the sting so one of the things we ask which doesn't always work in every case is if you had the perpetrators or head of tourism you know if you had the tourism board here of tokyo what would you say to them and can you say it in japanese please so my partner and i are meant to be going to japan in september um for our 10 year anniversary (laughs) and um so as a result we we had been using the quarantine to learn Japanese but uh, so I could I might have been able to but um turns out Japanese is really hard so I don't think I I don't think I do know how to say it but I can say um gohan o tabemas which means I eat rice (laughs) (laughs) it's not relevant but it's closer than what I had before (laughs) I don't know. I think you could you could really fuck with their minds if you said that with a twinkle <laughs> yeah. in your eye. Do you? Um, yeah. What? Well, I mean, you probably have some questions. What would you What would you say to them, or what would you ask? What do you want to find um, out? Would you even want I, to know? Like, if it is a guy in a basement, do you want to know all the details? My self esteem is very low, so guy in a basement, I will take it. I will take <laughs> anyone finding me attractive. That's fine. Um, <laughs> It's so weird too because it's like it's such an 
it could be so innocent. It could be that we're the weirdos being like, oh, there must be a dark side. And it could just be this really innocent camp bit of fun. Yeah. What if it's someone's first day at work and they just forgot to ask for the money? Because the thing yeah, is... Like, yeah. Like, do a picture of you dressed like this? Oh, shit. I forgot to ask for the... Like, yeah. So, it could I, be so sweet. I don't know if this will make the story more innocent or less, but the dress smelt like it had been worn by quite a few people. Okay. <laughs> I've got dresses okay. like that just in my um just in my house right now. <laughs> oh, Hannah. Wow. <laughs> now, if you return, are you going to go back to the same spot and just kind of go <laughs> and see if it happens again? I mean, I've 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 been to Japan once since and okay. it didn't happen that time. But, you know, okay. third time's a charm, guys. I hope yeah. so. Can you please report back to us what happened? <laughs> yeah, we need an update. <laughs> this is a truly intriguing crime or rite of passage that you shared, <laughs> so thank you yeah. so much. <laughs> Wowzers. I guarantee someone will write in and be like, oh, no, that's just the blast ceremony. Yeah, <laughs> wait, oh. someone's going to know. This is awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I just love that thing of weird things happening and they're so weird that you freeze because I just, I do that all the time and I look back, I'm like, I can't believe I didn't say no. <laughs> I just yes. let that happen. Yes, it's Ooh, like that line boy. in Kimmy Schmidt where it's kind of like, um, where one of the girls says on the talk show that she just like, a guy just asked her to get into the van so she did or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I'm amazed what women will do just to be polite. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, indoctrinated to be nice to dickheads mm, mm. <laughs> my god oh my gosh i'm gonna try to teach my my daughter not to be like that but it's hard because you want them yeah. to be nice to you and it's kind of like well don't be a dick to me just be a dick to dicks <laughs> i know honestly like before lockdown we had this thing where we were in a lift with our shopping trolley and a man was there and like he made some like we had conversation and like we were going oh we're gonna see nana and he made some joke oh go do this with nana are you like just joining in like but it was all friendly everyone talks to you when you got kids okay yeah and then like so we were kind of haha yeah thanks stranger and then phoebe turns to him and goes you're a stranger (laughs) and like it's like so rude like but like and it's kind of like he was so clearly offended because he thought he was being hilarious and we kind of had to go yeah, but he seems like a nice... No, we shouldn't say that. <laughs> it was really hard um, to, like, as a people pleaser, to, like, mollify him and also keep Phoebe's, you know, protractor on... Protractor? Compass on... Was he older? Was, so he, like, was he an older man? He was, like, must have been in his 40s or 50s. Okay, see, I just... I totally went off of him when you did that because if a kid did that to me, I'd be like, that's right and that's why... You know what yes, I mean? Like, I would completely validate the lesson yeah. and I kind of hate when grown-ups can't get on board with it. Like, he... Also, it's adorable. Like, <laughs> she was adorable. <laughs> Fuck this guy. He's a pedo. Yeah. I'm calling. <laughs> I always remember just... I always remember when I went... I met, like my boyfriend's nephew for maybe like the third time or something um, yeah. and he didn't want to come downstairs and he said I don't want to see Toby and that woman <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> what a scandal <laughs> it was so funny because <laughs> it is he's so funny and that woman and I, he just oh, forgot brilliant. my name and he's such a lovely little boy I adore him that's but so that cute. really creased me out I was just like that's so, <laughs> that's so funny that's what I mean if that's you can't brilliant. appreciate like 
your daughter's tiny. If you can't appreciate something blunt from a little kid, like that's what they get away with, we should celebrate it no matter what. Now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Are we ready to get onto our true crime case? <laughs> yes. I've been so obsessed with this, and I feel like I definitely went down a rabbit hole. I'm going to try not to take you down one. I think stuff. Tasha went down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What if that was the second part of the sting? There's like a hole that you get dumped down and you slide down to the basement. Oh, boy. And then you drink a drink and everything gets really big. It sounds kind of fun now that people are around. You missed out on Alice in Wonderland. (laughs) I I want some human touch with a sweaty outfit. I miss it. Okay, so usually when we do a true crime case like this, we would kind of lead up to what the crime is, but I'm going to do things a little bit differently, and I'm going to lay it right out there. This case involves cannibalism. Ooh, not not good. (laughs) Yay! So my very very first question is, on a scale of 1 to 10, in the sort of true crime realm, how much does cannibalism freak you out? Like 3? Ooh, Katie? It, it depends on from case to case. <laughs> case to case basis? That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Yeah, because like, you know, not not airplane, that's the comedy one. Alive. Ooh, yes. You know, yeah, with the football team. They have team. to eat each other. Right. And like, I think some of cannibalism is there isn't enough food, etc. But I think, <laughs> you know, if there is enough food, <laughs> you don't need to be eating people. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like out quite a lot. I feel like you've really laid down the moral <laughs> gauntlet there, Katie. Like very clearly, I think we've we've settled that pretty well. Yeah, um, I absolutely agree. I've definitely been hungry enough to understand cannibalism, but um, certainly, if there's other things in the house other than another person, I'll probably but only probably you know, go with only probably babies. right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tasha, how do you feel when I say, yay, we're going to talk about cannibalism? Like cannibalism and people eating people is one of my like 2 a.m. I can't get to sleep. What am I going to read about kind of topic? So I'm like well off for cannibalism in the theoretical sense. But like, I feel like you don't have to kill someone to eat part of their body. It's just... Is just what I'm putting out there, guys. That's true. Guys, we've invited on an expert by accident. And I don't know, I would just say I'm an expert in like the moral quandary of cannibalism. On on a mor- no, that's definitely not true. That's definitely the alcohol talking. But like, you know, there was that guy. There were those two guys on like Dutch TV or something who like had a piece of their ass surgically removed and they ate each other's ass. Oh my god. I do not know this. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like like 10 years ago or something these two they might not have been Dutch they might have been German German's probably more likely they, they got like a doctor to cut out a piece of their bum and then they fried their bum and ate it on live TV okay on live TV <laughs> so so what it was fucking network put that out that's amazing <laughs> sounds like a German network <laughs> Wow. So, okay. So that was a stunt. That's a hell of a stunt. I would hate to have a chunk of my ass missing. I don't like that at all. <laughs> I like it has. I've already got that, but I think it's cellulite. That's the problem. <laughs> Cannibals call us um, the long pigs. Really? Yeah. Shut up. No, there was, I liked a band in the nineties called the long pigs and they were called the long pigs because that's what cannibals call humans because we taste like pigs if you've ever set your flesh accidentally on fire it always smells like bacon (laughs) okay 
guys, I'm glad that you're all bringing your own wealth of knowledge. I got really interested in it because I realized that I was so freaked out. I get really freaked out when I hear that. So I would have said I was like a seven or an eight on the scale. And now I feel like a really calm, more informed four. Like, I'm not saying I'm okay with it. I just feel like I understand it a little bit differently. So I'm going to give you a bit of information about that. And then we're going to get into the case and we can see if we can relate some of these fun, fun facts. So we started to talk about this because you were saying what we taste like, Katie. So how calorific do you think humans are? Do you think we are a high calorie food? What would you guess? We've got to be similar to pigs. So she's sticking with the pigs. I don't eat pork anymore, so I don't. Is it because it's so much like people? Yeah, because I just, I'm really just focusing on my human eating now. Yeah. (laughs) I'd say that, like, if I actually cut myself by accident, the skin isn't that thick, is it? And so we're not going to have crackling, is what I'm saying. And do you know what I mean? And that's the part. I mean, that's the best part. That's what puts me off cannibalism. No crackling. Okay, so no crackling. Tastes like pig. There's a lot of, lot of pig themes happening already. Tasha, what do you think? Are we a, are we a nutritious, high-calorie animal or I reckon we're high-calorie, but I reckon, you know, when, you know, people talk about like empty calories and like, you know, what's the, what's yeah, the value yeah. to your body? I reckon if you ate a human, you'd probably be able to burn it up more efficiently than other animals. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, we just, we're pumped full of hormones. <laughs> Okay. I reckon from like an oh, well, Atkins perspective, or like keto, right. humans are yeah. like really Not high up there. Yes. Well, yeah. um, so this is one of many slightly worrying search terms that I've put into my computer last <laughs> <laughs> week. At one point, I had seven windows up on my computer. Like my daughter would come in, and she's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Mommy's working." <laughs> so one of my questions was yeah are we because i would have assumed fat bastards were really high calorie but humans are actually low calorie and less nutritionally dense than other animals Hmm. so one of my favorite headlines on this topic from national geographic reads cannibalism study finds that people are not that nutritious (laughs) so we're more like chicken well The example they gave, I shall read, boars and beavers pack about 1,800 calories in each pound of muscle compared with a measly 650 calories from a modern human. Wait, we've got 650. What have they got again? 1,800 per pound. Okay, so we're half as calorifically nutritious as a boar. Less than half. So um, also, boars and beavers, that sounds like my kind of sex club. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so this idea of like, would you choose to eat humans because we're more nutritionally dense than another choice of animal? No, so it wouldn't come down to that. So that brings us to, you guys started to talk about this, you experts. There are three (laughs) main types of cannibalism. So can you guess what those three types might be? Or another way of putting it, there are three main reasons that people would commit an act of cannibalism. Okay, number one, the people in the film alive. Yes, so necessity, starvation. Yeah, absolutely. Well done, Katie. Does I guess like thank you. Any of these things, it's uh, there's maybe an erotic side to it. Is it like Ooh. a kind of I'm gonna get off kinky? Yeah, but I'm not in. I'm, I'm gonna not get. In. I'm like I'm gonna get me some D, but I'm literally gonna get <laughs> me some D. I'm gonna eat it. Right, right. I'm a bit scared of Hannah right now. <laughs> 
I think we're, there's going to be moments where we're all scared of each other on this particular episode, and that's okay. You guys have totally gotten the main three reasons. Uh, the one thing we haven't touched on is cultural and ritualistic. So this is actually the oldest documented form of cannibalism. Oh, is this like sacrifice and, and stuff? Yeah, not just sacrifice, but sometimes um, one of the rituals that would be used in certain societies was in a grief ritual. So if you lost someone, to consume them was a way of holding on to them. They became a part of you. <laughs> There's been loads of different societies who have practiced cannibalism. Now, this gets into interesting historical stuff, which I won't bang on about too much, but sometimes it was a show of power towards rival tribes. Um, Fiji was once known as Cannibal Island, but like a lot of things involving white colonialism, so many of these stories have been blown so far out of proportion. So while these are absolutely ah. true events, there are also historical accounts of them that are just ridiculous, which is a little bit ironic also, because... I found out that the upper classes um, in 19th century Europe often consumed human products because they believed they cured a whole number of ills. So they would pay loads of money. They would make fun <laughs> of people on another island, but then they're like drinking plasma in the drawing room. So it could be propaganda to demonize the people on Fiji to justify the colonialism. Well, exactly. We yeah. At my uni, um, like the principal once took me into her office and showed me um, these books she had that were bound in human skin. <gasps> Holy fucking shit! So I, ha I have witness proof of um, that posh people thing. Did wow. you touch them? Oh my God. I touched it. Yeah, it was it just it felt like leather. <gasps> did you lick oh it? Oh my God. <laughs> no. I've only ever heard of that in a film and it was like... What film is that where someone's got a book with human skin? I've never seen that in real life. <laughs> That's really eerie and kind of cool, yeah, though. It was like, pretty I love cool. that you've seen it. Wait, how oh, many books? Please. How many human books did like, they have? At least three. I didn't count. But oh my God. The book, the film is Hocus Pocus. <laughs> <laughs> Is your teacher a witch? Uh oh. She is okay. a member um, of the House of Lords. Oh, so yes. <laughs> okay, I think we I think we've just uncovered everything we need to know. We've blown it wide open. So necessity is the other reason which we've covered. Um yep, times of famine, there are documented cases being on ships plane wrecks, all sorts of situations. The stuff that we're going to focus on for this case that comes up more in true crime, Hannah George, you spoke of the eroticism aspect. Yeah, so boy. This is the category of pathological cannibalism, which some scientists think comes in two subsets. So there's acts of cannibalism that are caused by clear mental illness, psychosis, possibly a diagnosis of schizophrenia. And some of the cases they've looked at, the acts in this case tend to be more reactive, they're more impulsive, they're sort of a violent response to a perception of threat. And then the other subset are cases involving sexual desire or gratification. And these are our like Jeffrey Dahmer cases. This is premeditated stuff. These are people that have fantasized about cannibalism for years and they're very methodical about it. So now that I've thrown out the fun facts, <laughs> this is a case that we don't have a ton of detail about, so I thought we could just try to like unpick it and profile 
this interesting person? So first of all, this is a real case. Are you picturing a man or a woman when I say we're going to talk about a cannibal? I'm picturing man immediately. Um, I don't know whether it's because of Hannibal Lecter or, you know. Jeffy Dahmer. Uh, it's the whole, yeah, it's, it always seems to be, it's, it's a man thing. I'm picturing um, a man, but I feel like on the whole, women are better at like making meals out of unusual okay. ingredients. <laughs> so it could be a woman. I'm keeping my, I'm keeping my mind open. Women are much better on MasterChef. Yeah, yeah, like, on that one. You've got some pasta, some olives, and some human butt cheeks. <laughs> I feel like that would be a slow cooker recipe, Katie. Yeah, that sounds like a slow cooker though. recipe with butt cheeks. Drunk women solving There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I want to say man, but the only other cannibal case that I know loads about was a chick that did it. Oh, okay. So I'm going okay. a chick to be different. I love when you when you do that to be different. In this case, it is a man, and it's yeah. it's definitely the first I, thing I, I picture. <laughs> I know we could tell that you thought it was a man. Um, <laughs> most pathological cannibals are male. There are definitely okay. some cases involving women, and I went down a slight rabbit hole with that and found that a lot of them, when it's a female, either share a theme of the woman has been drawn into a cult and forced mm. to participate, which is right. P.S. How I felt about Zumba. And <laughs> killing a partner who has either been unfaithful or abusive. And in a lot of those oh. cases, the woman, it's a one-off incident. They kill the partner, cook them, and feed them to somebody. And it's almost this act of mm. revenge. So, and, so it's not yeah, to just get rid of the evidence. No. Yeah. Ooh, does both, though. That's quite good. Yeah. Multitasking. Yeah. That's very female. Exactly. Use oh. the bones for a nice thick stock. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so bad at multitasking. You guys are going to be terrible at cannibalism. <laughs> Katie, we'll help you. That's why we work together. <laughs> Female workplace. 
know. Oh boy. I always wonder which episode is the one that's gonna like get us finally get us some complaints and it might be this one. <laughs> we'll see. Might be. Buck up, guys. We're just having a bit of fun. So let me tell you, this is a man called Carl Denka. So with no further info, where do you think we are and what Germany. kind of time it is Germany? It's fucking Germany. <laughs> His name's Carl Denka. Um we discussed Dutch, we've discussed all this. I'm going stereotype. We, I, just, I thought it'd be really funny to say it fast in a, in a rude way. I actually love Germany. But. And I do, and I've got German roots, but dang, it just feels <laughs> right that it took us there after we talked about the game show. Um, and what time period do you think we're talking about? You said there wasn't much information, Ooh. so I'm going to guess like 1800s. Um, yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking the Fiji mm. kind of thing yeah like oh okay when taylor said everyone was secretly drinking plasma but then dumping on fiji i'm gonna go 1830 okay good stuff hannah g i would say like maybe about 1912 maybe they ate it on the titanic i don't know I just, I feel, it feels right this time. You know what? Hannah George is the fucking closest. (laughs) (laughs) Carl was born in 1870, but these events take place just after the First World War. We don't know much about Carl's life. We know that he was born in August, so he's a Leo. I don't know if he is compatible to you, but... Oh, I'm also a Leo, so I don't know whether two lions, that might be... Well, that's two strikes against Hannah. I'm extra scared. <laughs> you guys make great leaders. Okay. okay. I'm liking him so far. Yeah. So we do know that he was he was a terrible student and he ran away from home. Can you guess what age he was when he ran away from 14. home? No, wait. No, I'm going to guess younger because okay. if he had like some weird, strained relationship with his mother, that's always a good cannibalism sign. So I'm going to guess 10. <laughs> I love your thinking. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be old or young, right? Okay. What do you guys um, think? I love the idea that he's like 36 <laughs> but still runs away from home. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm running away, mum. <laughs> I'm, I'm going. I remember, actually, a friend of mine recently has started saying that, um, what was it? They were sort of started saying that he started saying his parents were living with him. And I'm like, dude, you can't just change the narrative like that. You you grew up in that fucking house. You were not. It's like, at what point yeah. did you change? Like, I love it. Oh, man, it That's... killed me. Hannah, are you going with like 36 then? He's an, old, an older yeah. guy. I am. Okay. So we've, like we've got 10. We've got 36. <laughs> I'm going to go 18 then. Okay. Um, oh, no, Tasha. I'm going to go 20. Gonna okay. Go 20. Oh, no, Tasha's already won. Tasha Sorry. has already won. Yes! Um, and spot on with <gasps> the logic there. Sorry, you weren't spot on with the age, but you're spot on with oh. the thinking. So he was 12. So you're it's super, super close. close. Yeah. That's really young. So even for the this time, that's a really young age to run away, which is a really good indication to me that things are super shitty at home. We don't know what's going on, but yeah. if you're leaving at 12... It's really bleak. And, and in 1872, when it's even bleaker outside. <laughs> yeah, you can't even go catching Pokemon. Like, you literally have to go and sort of catch, <laughs> I don't know, the plague or something. Yeah, po- exactly. Pokemon was so, yeah, oh gosh, it was like two <laughs> or three pixels. It was really cool back then. <laughs> so horrible resolution. So yeah, we do know that a lot of pathological, pathological cannibals have a history of abuse and neglect, not 
too shocking. We know that Carl's father died when Carl is 25, so then he inherits a small amount of money. He's able to buy a property outside of Munsterberg. I don't know why I said that like I'm half British. I went like Madonna in the 90s. Munsterberg. He was in (laughs) Munsterberg just to sound credible for a second. You can Um, pull it off. You can totally pull it off. Oh, my God. Katie, thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) I really like English people because they are more, they're just so intellectual. Oh, that was, she, was, she was just insufferable during those years. Okay. <laughs> I like her again. It's fun. The guy rich yeah, in years. In that bathtub, her accent was really American again. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. That's that We need to record like a 20-minute special of Madonna in the bathtub and just deconstruct that. Um, okay. So times are tough after the First World War. Obviously, it's a tough time to be in Germany. What do you think he does to make money? Hints. It's slightly related to his crimes. He bounds a book with human skin like Tasha's teacher. <laughs> does he like clip people's toenails and oh, cut people's hair nice. and then just collects it? Yeah. And no one, everyone's like, oh, he's really, he's really, really close to the skin, but he does a good job, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a thin end of the wedge. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming that he becomes a butcher. Oh, close. That's a good. I'm going to give that to you, hey. Hannah. Because um, the butcher part is kind of implied. He Sorry. opens a market stall. You know, Alan Sugar opened a market <laughs> stall. That doesn't mean anything has happened. Oh, no, just what I'm about to say. Because he, oh, okay. he had been selling items at market like leather goods and just innocuous stuff. But he started, he opened up Uh-oh. a brand new food stall. Everybody's really excited. He's selling preserved and pickled meats. Oh, oh, oh no. Bum, bum. How do you think the townspeople described Carl? Let's profile this guy. He's a bit of, bit of a pickle. <laughs> I love it. I love that as an expression. Like <laughs> my grandma used to say that. Like, oh, she's been a bit of a pickle. And I like difficult. Yeah, difficult? yeah, just yeah, I've yeah. Never heard that. That's cute. Yeah, it's kind of cute, right? I mean, maybe not when Carl comes into it. <laughs> yeah. So he was a very well-respected man of the community. He was described as mild-mannered. He was kind. He was generous. In fact, his nickname was Father Denka. Everybody thought of him as their father. Um, wow. Because I'm wondering, yeah. I'm wondering if he's the type of person that would like be really forthcoming with hugs. And then it's only later when they realise he's a cannibal, mm. he was just trying to work out how much money he could get for your meat. <gasps> oh, oh that's dark, but I love it. Yes, and I've known <laughs> people's dads to give you a hug and be very handsy. And you're like, mm. are you trying to weigh me up for market? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You're filling my flanks. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, the idea of being sexy. It's like, hey, baby. Come see my flex. <laughs> yeah, what would you charge per pound for this ass? <laughs> yeah, who knows? But he, yeah, totally kept to himself. But on the other hand, he was really known as this helper. Like, he was known to help homeless people. He would give them a place to stay if they needed. And then eat them. I mean, that sounds less nice since we know what he's doing. <laughs> Um, Jesus Christ. He, oh, speaking of oh, Jesus no. Christ, he was a church-going man, and he volunteered a lot of his Ugh. time. He used to carry the cross at evangelical funerals. He played the organ. That one wrote itself. He didn't drink alcohol, and he didn't seem to have any romantic relationships whatsoever. Tasha, in your cannibal research, have you found this with 
people that have the secret life that they don't tend to have romantic relationships that anybody I, knows I about. hadn't but if I went around someone's house and I was like oh what are you having for dinner and then he couldn't pair it with a wine because he didn't drink I would be very disappointed so <laughs> you know to me to me it's not surprising yeah, that busted. no one wants to date him because he doesn't know the first thing about wine pairings <laughs> So for you, he's just not not a good match. You're out. Okay. Well, there's still two women who are eligible here. So one of the things, do you remember the other time when I talked about the psychopath list? Mm. Yeah. One of the things control freaks don't drink because they don't want to lose control. So he's probably a Mm. control freak. Mm. I think that is very astute. I love that we're more like... Fuck me, this guy doesn't drink, rather than the fact he eats fucking human flesh, guys. <laughs> this guy was teetotal. Tea fucking trying to demonize his teetotalism. <laughs> wow, yeah, we spent a lot of time on that detail. That sounds, yeah, that sounds a lot. he was a fucking sicko. <laughs> so, years. That's hilarious. Years go by. Carl is making a living selling his meat goods. Everything seems fine. Three or four years go by. Germany, by the way, has some of the oldest laws regulating the quality and sale of meat. But Carl was fully licensed. People loved his products. They passed mm. inspection. So everything is tickety boo. Well, this is why we need the EU. This is why. <laughs> Oh my gosh, the posters we could make. Like, do you want to bring Carl Denka's version yeah. of meat back to the UK? Exactly. You think chlorinated chicken is bad? What about pickled oh, knuckle? No. I'm going to be vegan so soon. Continue. Yeah, this case really helps, funny enough, even though it's not about animals. It just makes you think like, oh, this is this is kind of the same and that's wrong. It's all wrong. How does he finally get caught? So here's this guy just like ticking along. He's not causing any trouble. Everybody loves him. What do you think happens that he finally gets caught? Oh, oh, he kills a homeless person that was more popular than he thought. Okay. Um, Maybe, for example, uh, somebody bought some pickled meats and they were a doctor. So uh, they were somebody Ooh. who had the meat and were like, wait a minute, this has got... It's like a human kidney. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, um, that appears to be the face of somebody I knew. Katie, you were the closest. In fact, Ooh, cool. you were pretty much spot on other than the, the guy wasn't more popular than anyone knew. It's just that he showed up at the police station covered in blood. Um, <gasps> oh, so he wasn't killing them. He was just cutting off their flanks oh no he was he was definitely killing them so this guy shows up with a severe head wound hysterical as anyone would be uh covered in blood the jeffrey dharma thing yeah that guy then got recaptured yeah 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 so this guy got away and he said father denka attacked me he just lost it i was at his house now these these police know father denka they're like no father (gasps) who plays the organ at church and carries the crosses and doesn't yeah. even drink her fuck no way so there's what predators do yeah they're so hesitant to believe him but they're like <laughs> all right well we have to look into it because you're bleeding right. from the head so thanks yeah, for that like you just <laughs> enough blood that we have to give a shit so what happens next well they question father denka and then he spins a great story that this guy's a psychopath because this guy's homeless and father denka is father denka so this guy either ends up in prison 
or is released into Father Denker's care and one way or another he ends up dead or something. Oh, Katie, you are you are drunk and spot on tonight. I was trying to think of a D word. Drunk oh, and decisive. Yes. So, Katie, they do question him. They kind of have to. He spins a tale. He says he was trying to rob me. He's homeless. He was in. He came into my house. Yeah. The idea they turn up at <laughs> Carl's house and he's there and he's literally got a knife in one hand and a fork in the other, <laughs> a napkin round his neck, and he's like, like in a cartoon, and he's going oh, like, yeah. oh, me. <laughs> He finishes this by, oh, hold on, hold on, dabs his mouth. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, so they actually brought him in and questioned him there rather than going to his house. So they did detain oh, really? him. Wow. Um, they believed his story, but they were like, okay, we have to detain you. Sorry, Father Denka, please wait in this cell and we're going to look into everything. This is Christmas. Wow. This is Christmas Eve, by the way. So this is a festive oh, tale. Oh, you know what? Cannibal or not, they could have waited till Boxing Day. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> Although this don't remember like... it's Christmas. He was probably like slow cooking a leg or something. You know, that's just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no goose for this guy. <laughs> Father Denka's not going to bring right? any presents if you detain him, unless he's helping homeless people. What do you think they find at Father Denka's home on Christmas? Ooh. Ooh, they searched the property. Oh, I would imagine. I reckon they found just tons of like flesh. really beautifully gift wrapped ears. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> like his present that's to himself. Oh, it's like really a human is. ear. And then like, you know, his like his his Christmas Eve present was just a foot. Oh, he wrapped oh he wrapped yeah. his he wrapped his own. He's stuff. a lonely man. Oh, that's his favourite day of the lonely year. little cannibal. Golly. What they found is just kind of the silence of the lambs. What, whatever nightmare you choose to picture. Oh, they found his workshop. It was his dark. workshop. It was basically a meat processing shop that lab wow. tests would later confirm was absolutely full of human remains, hundreds oh. of bones, oh. stretched and dehydrated human skin that later went on to become beautiful books in <laughs> Professor whatever their name's library. Tubs of fat, jars of meat pickling and brine. There was a closet full of blood-stained clothing. Tools, Katie, there you go. Tools. Shit. You need tools oh, for all this. Yay. He had kept extensive ledgers detailing every bit of his work. So he meticulously oh. documented. Wow. Control freak psychopath. Yeah, they were able to positively identify the names of 20 of his victims. Most of them had recently been released from prisons and hospitals. Wow. And he had lured them in under the guise of helping them. Based Jesus. on based on the evidence found in Denka's apartment, it's believed that he might have been responsible for murdering, dismembering, and processing more than 40 Ooh. people <gasps> over a span of three to four years. Jesus. Yeah. And so the it's motherfucker a, didn't drink. <laughs> How do you unwind at the end of the day? Oh my Pint God. of warm human this blood. What happens if you don't drink? You kill people. Well, here's the here's the final question of this very bleak case. Don't worry, I've chosen a jolly listener crime just to lighten the mood after all this. But what happens to Carl? Is he convicted? I mean, there's a little bit of evidence. He seemed like he had very meticulous ledgers and notes, and. That is clearly why he was able to pass his food hygiene standards test. <laughs> yes. It really was. Oh, um, imagine doing that, though. Imagine being sort of like so obsessed with making sure that, you know, you, you've, you've kept a ledger on something that you know will incriminate you. I just think that's kind of crazy. 
Well, no, because he's proud of it. Okay. He's proud of his work. He's a proper dark predator. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> oh, my God. I read it sometimes instead of watching Netflix. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to me, that's the most fucked up thing is the fact that he would feed it to other people. It's kind of like what you do in the <laughs> sort of privacy of your own basement is up to you. <laughs> But don't be kind of, you know, it's like that thing with the horse meat. And it's kind of like, I don't particularly want to eat horse meat. But if I was going to eat horse meat, I'd like to know that that's what it was. So I can make yeah. a choice and it's taking people's choice away, isn't it? So that's, yeah. that to me is more, it's worse than cannibalism in a way. Well, no, he's getting, he's getting off on that. He's it's not knowing what your food on. is. <laughs> well, because he's controlling what people do. Mm. It's, a, it's a control. All psychopaths are control people. He's controlling what you eat against your will. Mm. He's laughing up his sleeve that you don't even know that's human pickled ear. Well, it's that thing of... It's just not a very feel-to-fork approach. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even gotten to what happens to him yet, but it's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, just kind of deconstructing like what led up to it. Oh it's so God. trite to say this, but any of these cases where you go, oh, yeah, horrible, abusive childhood, like it just seems so obvious, and it just... I don't know about you, Katie, but it's going to make me a little bit better at homeschooling my daughter right now. Cause... <laughs> it's going to make me even worse. It's too much pressure. What, now I have to suffer being a cannibal. Come on. <laughs> it's going to happen if it's going to happen. Just teach her how to pickle responsibly. What yeah, do you guys just, think just... happens with Carl? How does okay, the story this end? This is my theory. This is my theory. Mm. Um he has so much respect in the community that they're worried it would destroy the townspeople to hear it. So they hush it up and it's a hatchet cover-up job. Oh, man. Because I totally agree with you, but I think the motivation's slightly different. Ooh, I think okay. it's all that they're just so embarrassed about having eaten humans uh, that they'd uh. rather pretend it didn't happen than face up to their own cannibalism. Ooh, okay, I like it. Was okay. he the inspiration for Heston Blumenthal? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think happened next. Heston. Hey, Snail man. Ice cream. We do call him Papa Blumenthal, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe only I do. Um, well, we will never know what would have happened with this case. It very well could have become a cover-up out of embarrassment of how inept oh. they were because yeah. when the police returned to find him in his cell and go, okay, we have a few things to talk about, Carl, he had hung himself in the cell. Oh, my God, like okay. cured meat. I mean, I hadn't made that yeah, connection. say on a meat hook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is proper classic control freak. He controls how he dies. That is Hitler. That is all of the other control freaks. But and they, they just, just left his body there for 28 days, so he was dry-aged. He was. He <laughs> was. Um, and then he was great. He was taste the difference, definitely. He had a small <laughs> handkerchief in his pocket that he managed to hang himself with in the cell. Jesus Christ. That's yeah. you what to do with some tools. Wow. Yeah. You set it that out. That makes no sense. <laughs> <sighs> so... Gosh. It's not the kind of guy that you want to raise your glass to. So let's raise our glass to being a good the enough police. parent. 
that your kids don't run away at 12, I guess. Yeah. Cheers to Cheers, that. Cheers, guys. <laughs> hey, that's a gamble. They're not even 12 Ooh. yet. Let's race to something that we can say we've done. <laughs> Drunk women solving crime. Guys, we made it. It's time for a listener crime that does not involve eating human flesh. Or Ray. does it? I mean, you know, oh. if the listener had that crime, that would be incredible because that's so full on. <laughs> you guys aren't priests, crime. though, are you? You're allowed to oh. dog people into the police, yeah, right? Actually, yeah, you know what? We are untested, but officially we are not priests. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, that hasn't happened yet, but one of these days, yeah. if, if that's a sign we've really grown, yeah. we've, we've made never it. Had a, we've never had a crime that was like, I've killed my uncle. We've mm. only had, oh, someone died near a field where I live. Yeah. Is it awful, though, that I'm kind of like, oh, my God, the press we'd get? <laughs> hey, the podcasts are kind of, there are, there's a lot of people right now doing podcasts, and we need something to keep yeah. us above, you know? So if anyone's got a murder they want to confess to, can I just say here, right now, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. Choose us. Choose us. Choose us. <laughs> and we'll do a whole episode on it, and you can be the guest. <gasps> Oh my god, we're putting it out there. Um, that's what I want. That's what I want next. Oh. Like that. Also, I can please- actually, I can actually hear Amanda cutting this out. <laughs> it's like such a such a hard edit. It's like clip, clip, clip. So, okay, this is from Katie. This is a recent one. Thanks, Katie, for writing in. Hello, a different Katie, I think. Katie with a K. It's not me. <laughs> Hello, drunk women. I've been meaning to send this potential crime in for a while. So a few years ago, I was home from university for a holiday and I got my boots resold at a local cobbler's. Unfortunately, the bottoms fell off again a couple of days later. This was really annoying because I was a poor student and I had to go back to uni the next day. I contacted the cobbler's and they promised to resole the boots for free and post them back to me at uni when they were done. Fast forward a couple weeks. I'm back at uni and a package arrives for me. Inside the perfectly wrapped parcel is only one boot. Where was my other shoe? I contacted the parcel courier and the shoe shop. The shoe shop insisted they had sent both boots in one package, and the courier said, of course, they hadn't lost one item from a sealed parcel. The shoe shop did give me a refund, which made me wonder if it was actually their fault, but they were too embarrassed to admit it. But I never did find out what happened to my missing boot. First of all, well done being so tenacious as a student. I never followed up shit. I would have been like, well, that sucks. And I would have done nothing but complain, but taken no action. So way to be proactive, Katie. What do you guys think? The missing, the case of the missing boot. Yeah, I think it's an embarrassed staff member. Of the shoe of the cobbler. Yeah, I'd be embarrassed enough to pretend that hadn't happened, but still be like, oh, I guess we're culpable. I love that rather than like just not sending the shoes at all, they sent one and be like, maybe she won't notice. This no, is... I think it was an accident. I think they were supposed to send two. I don't. I mean, to be fair, I don't know what happened to the no, other one. I, I have a I have a very different theory, which is you, you know, <laughs> love Tasha. I've got this. <laughs> you know, you know how take us home, Tasha. You know how that, like, that thing about how drug dealers like hang a pair of shoes over a telephone <gasps> wire. It was a really good shoe for So that. a drug dealer wanted to, like, differentiate themselves in the marketplace. They were the odd shoe, shoe. the odd shoe drug dealer. Yeah. So they took one shoe, wrapped it up again, and then sent it on its way. So they intercepted the package, ah. took a shoe, and then that shoe is hanging over a telephone wire somewhere in her university town. 
so people can pick up yes. them their man their molly that's oh man nice i mean yeah well, I'll and also, Moment. could you imagine if you were Katie and you were going to score and then suddenly you walk out of the house and your fucking other your shoe, shoe falls in front of your face? You'd just be like, am I already on all the drugs? Wow. <laughs> I think we we solved the shit out of that one and oh, fast, yeah. so well done. Um, that leaves us with just enough time to ask Tasha, what are you doing? What are you up to? It's locked down, so this has become a very awkward question, but is there anything you'd like to tell us about? Uh, <laughs> I thought you had frozen. <laughs> can we check out your stuff yeah, online? Me, me, yeah, where can we find you? Do you want people to find me you? Me and... Um, Drunk Women Hannah George have got two uh, two Hi, award-winning sketches on BBC Three. Uh, if you want to sure. find those, oh, yeah. otherwise, right. if people just want to pay me to write stuff, I'm really good at writing, and I normally get paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> so. And also, I should say that the sketches oh, yeah. one's called um, "Where Are You from the Game," and the other one is "Side Effects of the Pill." Both Writers Guild award-winning. Um, yes. And you can find them on Facebook and YouTube and our website. They are both stuff. excellent and have been shared in my timeline multiple times from people that would never like. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, yeah, the worlds are colliding. You're sharing this. this I've awesome. had people send it to me, and I'm like, oh, I know, honey, I know. <laughs> I've had ramen with these bitches. <laughs> That's really fantastic, thank Tasha. You so thank much. you so much. And guys, thank you so much. Our listenership has actually gone up since the lockdown has happened. And we're just so grateful that you've carried on listening. Thanks for bearing with us on getting the tech and sound stuff all sorted out. Um, you're fantastic. And just keep spreading the word about us. Um, pop us a review if you've never done that. Follow us on social media. We love you. And we've been Drunk Women Solving Crime. Thank you again, Tasha. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and on Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then please write it in that review and we'll solve it. Thank you so much to ACAST for hosting us and thank you for listening.